So when I was in high school-ish, um, I yeah, when I was in high school, I got an iPod, and it was wonderful, and I miss it to this day. Um, but with the dawning of the iPod came the dawning of only buying singles and never listening to the whole album. And today, on the Black Door Music Argument, Barry, my friend Barry has given me a fun house of a CD to explore because I got to listen to the whole album. <laughs> I am Carrie. And I'm Barry. And we are talking about Pink's album, Fun House, from 2008. So you're just like um, Karsten. You only listen to the hits. Never well, do deep dives. I mean, I was in high school at the time. So it was a like whatever this is on the radio it's just stuck in my head so i'm gonna buy it for a dollar but i'm not gonna invest in the whole cd because i listened to tegan and sarah and the shins and pink is not in my vocabulary because <laughs> i am a hipster the first time i heard <laughs> any song from this album i had just gotten off a plane in Dublin and my wife and I were renting our Mini Cooper S to drive around Ireland in and we pop to female pop stars in Ireland a lot mm -hmm. well uh, what, which other <laughs> female pop stars did I mention wasn't in that Ireland? your story of Katy Perry too the yeah well Katy Perry song? that that album came out the same time Katy Perry well, there you go I kissed a girl and 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 Pink's, uh, what's the, the the song the first one? So what? So what? That that literally we get on the 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 bus to get us from the airport to the rental agency, and I heard, dun 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 dun, and I was like, oh, this is really fucking cool music they have in Ireland on the buses, not knowing. <laughs> that it's an American pop star right away right. because it's very an Irish jig sounding, it's you know, and Irish jig sounding. And um, all the radio stations were using that for their bumper music. So you heard that like for every rock station that you listen to. And yeah, it, it was like, holy cow. And I think I can't remember which songs that we I think it might have been just that one. But when I got back to the States, I did buy the CD because I'm a mm. beard dad. And that's how beard mm -hmm. dads buy music to this day. Yeah. Aw. And every time. CDs? No, I'm not. Because <laughs> <laughs> good, like, congratulations on finding them. <laughs> uh, yeah, no shit. I, and I just told you just moments ago, my new PlayStation doesn't can't even play them. So I, don't, I can't even play them on a stereo. Because um, the old PlayStations, the PlayStations 3 and 4s, you could put a CD in and rip it to the hard drive. So, and oh. yeah, so, and some people are like, well, why aren't you just using digital? Listen, until just recently, digital downloads were very compressed. And I know some of yep. you, uh, you know, little wet behind the ear punks sitting in you know with your your trilbies sipping cappuccino at your at your little uh you know your your little uh preppy hipster 
cafes don't understand mm -hmm. music compression because you only buy, uh, you know, things to play music with an Apple logo on it. Well, sorry, you don't know what good music sounds like. Just that's just a fact. You need to get some new headphones and a different music player. But if you do, you know that playing a CD in the car stereo sounds better than playing the old MP3s. Uh, it just did. That's why you could put, you know, 800 MP3s on a C the same size CD that a regular C audio CD was on. But anyway, when I bought it, and even still, I'm looking at a picture of Pink for the cover of Funhouse, where she's on the little uh, the horse, mm -hmm. and I'm always like, man, she gets her leg way up in the air. Her foot yes, is she does. Her foot is way. Her heel is just above her eyes. I mean, look, Pink not only is a great uh, performer and songwriter, which we'll get into, but mm -hmm. she has got a personal aesthetic. Uh, she's she's very attractive and pretty, but not in your conventional way. I I, I like right. to think of her as a uh, chromed ball peen hammer. You know, something your eye just. But it also looks like this thing might put a hole in your face if you get too right. close but man is it pretty so yeah she's like she's like badass and graceful right and like strong but also clearly like like i don't want not creepily flexible but like you no. know like she can move her body well, in really interesting ways i mean it's but like it's all strength and yet yeah grace. well it's like it's like a gymnast you know that I don't know. The first time I ever saw like a, 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 a thing of like how gymnasts work out and, you know, they're doing these pull, they're climbing ropes while doing V's with their legs. And so it's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I remember doing the climbing ropes in gym class and I had to use my feet <laughs> and right. I used the knotted rope and they're just like, and you're like, holy cow. And that's when you look is like, oh, yeah, their torsos are just solid muscle. And, yeah, you know, that's how pink is too she's i think i don't know maybe it's uh, a lot of swimming and surfing i think she was a big surfer when she was younger but she always had like yeah. that surfer strength core well yeah and then like in her shows and stuff she would do like all the like high rope acrobatic mm -hmm. stuff and i was always like how are you doing this <laughs> yeah well the other thing is so i wanted to mention this but we might as well just throw it right up front the Let's song the song glitter in the air um, she did a 2010 performance at the Grammys mm -hmm. and I saw it then and I rewatched mm -hmm. it just before this and mm -hmm. this performance got a standing ovation, not just like a polite standing ovation, but like people are just like, people are can, losing their minds. Can you believe we just saw yeah. this? And these are all like great performers like Ringo mm -hmm. Starr was in the was in the audience and you know what I mean he was the greatest Beatle ever Ringo Starr and he is like I can't believe it it beats everything the Beatles ever done and because uh, Ringo Starr is also Irish apparently but um, uh, she comes out singing and she's in a uh, like a leotard and mm -hmm. a robe and then she mm -hmm doths the robe and she's in this mm -hmm. nude with kind of peach stripe strappy uh, leotard and then she gets on this um flying 
scarf, basically, mm-hmm. uh, where she's sitting in it, and uh, and but she's singing on a wireless mic the entire time. Yeah, like she's spinning. She's got like three other acrobats above her, making sure the movements are right, and then they dip her in water and spin her around, and she's wet, looking yeah. like uh some sort of. It's. And then they put her down and she gives a bow and everybody's going. I was going. I was clapping at my desk here. I was like, yes. Yeah. Good job. Good job. And she like she gave this smile like, I can't believe I did that. And holy shit, that was awesome. Uh, like, yeah, I, I don't know whose idea that was, but bravo. That was that has to be one of the single best performances of a song ever. I mean, yeah. to to do that performance that once. So if you haven't seen it, look up 2010 uh, Glitter in the Air. Uh, it's it's fantastic. It is incredible and it's beautiful. And it is one of like, I think it's the only Grammy performance that I remember. Like I watched it live yeah. when it happened. Right. And I feel like every year I'm like, do you guys remember when Pink <laughs> performed yeah. at the Grammys? And it was incredible. <laughs> Well, it's like every year when I watch the Super Bowl and I was like, yeah, do you remember when Prince played the Super Bowl? Because done. Right. But yeah, I don't even know why they have halftime anymore because yeah. Prince did it and it doesn't need to be right. do it done anymore. Right. Uh, anyway. But yeah, but, it's it's an incredible performance. And like, again, it has stuck with me. And I think it also like elevated Pink to like a different level because I think for a while she was kind of dismissed as like not as pretty as the other pop stars or like harsher and like not as you know like acceptable for kids to listen to and stuff like i feel like she's kind of like over in the corner well right i think i think she was kind of well you know i think she was kind of put in that oh she's a hip-hop uh artist right and that's for party people at the bar and not for us and and yeah, yeah i think she was i think funhouse really because I think it Funhouse show still shows her edginess because there's a lot of edgy mm-hmm. things in Funhouse, but because um, I mean, come on, so what? Uh, you know, right. talks about getting in a fight in a restaurant, <laughs> and yeah. uh, um, but then it goes into other um, like softer, just, yeah, softer and songs that have a ton of feeling. I mean, yeah. Glitter in the Air uh, seems yeah. like a real touching song about how uh you know v- vulnerable and here okay mm-hmm. so here's the thing like you know we are talking about katie perry an artist i also started listening to at the same time whereas subsequent art uh albums katie perry i, I just don't believe i guess mm-hmm. in one way or another i it's like you're not selling me the idea i hear the song you have a great voice fine but I'm not believing you, you know, yeah. whereas like glitter in the air, you whether she wrote that or not, whether she emotes the feeling of being vulnerable and being mm-hmm. sitting there at home. And well, that's the other thing, you know, people forget about, uh, you know, if you're a famous person, there's a lot of time where you can't be out in public because people will recognize you. And so they're kind mm-hmm. of. You know, they they ride in limousines with tinted wet glass for a reason, you know, because then no one will yeah. go nuts for them. And paparazzi won't jump out of the w- woods and try to take pictures of you, you know, 
after you're done surfing, getting into your shorts for your drive home. By the way, that's because somebody did that on pink because I was just like looking for it. I was like trying to figure out where like I was trying to figure out the the Grammy performance things are like pink um, like thing and then it was like just a bunch of pink images and there's like this guy was taking a picture she was clearly between two cars had a, a towel around her and she was like putting her shorts on underneath the towel it's like oh dude how is that yeah. guy who took that picture not arrested for uh just arrested. I mean, I don't know what's for. Yeah, but you I might. don't know just what's being, for, but we should but being creepy because my goodness. Uh, yeah. Anyway, but well, yeah, uh, like hearing all the celebrities talking about how like this time of COVID was awesome because they had masks on and no one yeah. knew who they were. And they were like, yes. Yeah. Anyway. Exactly. Um, but go ahead. Oh no, you can go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say she. There's like an authenticity to her. And it sounds like cliche to say, cause like we're all looking for authenticity, which we all are, but like there is that to her where like I, she, um, she writes this album and is very vulnerable in it in many different places. And I would say even like in the fun songs and in the, and in things like glitter in the air. Mm-hmm. And she writes in a way that like, you can tell it's about her, but like you can also so clearly like. I feel like I could very easily like empathize with it or see myself in that situation. Like, I don't know. Like even so what I was just like, yeah, like this is a fun, like that moment when you break up with someone, you're like, whatever, dude, I'm fine. And like, you know, you're just like, yeah, like there's no critical thinking anymore. And you're just like, whatever, we're going to go and have fun. And like, just the amount of fun and like, cheekiness of that song and the fact that Carrie Hart was in the music video made me so happy yeah um so she had you know and then like she also captures like um in sober Mm -hmm. is an incredibly vulnerable song I think and like yeah and just captures all the the emotion and so I feel like it's a full range of Mm. of what she's going through and like yeah, it's very relatable because of right. her authentic approach to it. Well, and it's like like one foot wrong too, where um, she feels through you know through different sex situations in her life that I'm walking a tightrope, and it looks like I have everything together, but if I put one foot wrong, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna fall. And yeah. it's like yeah, because like you know you see somebody who's got an entourage who's got a thing who's got you know nice car nice house but it's like yeah and they're working and they maybe live in paycheck to paycheck because all that is there to produce an income that has to be paid you know that that all that is an operating cost so you know Mm -hmm. you don't just get to have a chauffeured limousine for free you have to pay for that there's an there's an operating cost um and so, you know, th- that's like, you know, why it's expensive to own a private plane. You can buy a private plane. A, a lot of people could hire, could, could afford them. Now, now you got to fuel it, have it inspected, ha- pay the mechanic, pay a pilot probably, because you're probably not classified to buy And that's where it gets expensive. Goes from mm-hmm. a half million dollar thing to a $10 million a year thing if you actually use it. And that's why only people who are making money with their private plane are having them. So. Right. And uh, so I, I just 
and I don't know if that's what she was singing about, but I mean, that's a kind of thing where, cause I have, you know, I have friends with, you know, who make more money than me and I have friends who make less than me. And sometimes I think like, like I am by not wealthy by far. I, I'm comfortable, but, uh, you know, sometimes people who see me pick up a check go like, must be nice to be able to pick up a check. It's like, okay, well, I was trying to be nice by picking up a check. Wasn't, wasn't mentioning it. And I'm not going to apologize for what I have. Cause mm-hmm. sometimes I feel like that, you know, it's like, I got the kids, I got the job, uh, you know, we're, you know, you're bouncing around and, you know, sometimes you don't feel like you have the ability to just enjoy what everybody p- thinks you're enjoying. You know, it's like, oh, you have all that stuff. You live in the life. It's like, well, yeah, in between running around and trying not to fall off this tightrope because it's it's hard. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Well, yeah, uh, it made me think of, too, like the um, there's a documentary. I think it's called Artifact that Jared Leto made. But talking about like the music industry and how mm-hmm. like antiquated it is because like they like no one makes money off of music anymore. Like you make money mm-hmm. by touring and selling shit because right. you don't make money with your music anymore. And like, yeah, and it was just very interesting. I mean, like part of me was like, oh, buddy, like, oh, yeah. Jared Leto is making money off of music. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, no, that really sucks. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, it, yeah. Well, no, I I was listening to another podcaster who had a music career in the like early to mid-90s and then pretty much done, and he was like, we're going show to show, we're, you know, we bought a van, we had a, you know, a, a trailer we rented, had a bunch of equipment, mm-hmm. most of it we rented, going show to show, and then you get to these places and they said, oh yeah, we get 50% of your t-shirt cut, and they're like, that's how we eat. You yeah. know, that, yeah. that the T-shirt and CD money is how we actually eat, you know, mm-hmm. they're like, well, we're paying you this much. It's like, great. We got six people in the ba- in the van. We got to buy right. gas. We have a ho- ho- three hotel rooms for six guys. And now you're saying we can't eat tomorrow because you want half my T-shirt money. It's yeah. like, you know, and it's such a it's such a fickle thing, too. Like, I remember hearing um, the <laughs> the band Yellow Card. Mm-hmm. Um, they were talking on Mark Hop. I think it was Mark Hoppus's short-lived talk show. Um, but they were saying like we had this album. It was super successful. Like Ocean Avenue came out. We made some money. We were like, mm-hmm. this is great. Like this is gonna be our lives. Then they were like, and then like we didn't have a good album the next yeah. time around, and like had to find construction jobs. And all of the guys right. were like, we're like, oh, Mr. Yellow Card is back. <laughs> they were like, yeah, yeah. You know, and and I think that that has to be so much pressure, too, of like, I have to continue to produce this thing that's essentially magic. Like, I need to have like a magical moment every three years or all of this goes away and I am shamed. (laughs) Like, anyway. Um, And I think it's so easy to see to look at someone like Pink and be like, ah, you got everything. And then be like, (laughs) well. Well, that's the thing. And if you remember on our Katy Perry episode, I was pretty much like, yeah, I don't believe her. She's all bitchy and whiny about things. And I just don't believe her. And for some reason, I believe Pink. So I don't know. Well, there you go. There you yeah. go. Uh, Bad Influence. Great song. Yes. Um, uh, just, you know, you've we've had those friends or maybe you've been that person, especially like, you know, on vacation. You're like, woo. 
It's, uh, uh, sir, what would you like with your eggs? Um, I'll have a Guinness. Thanks. Uh. There's a scene that I love. It, well, there's many scenes that I love in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, but there is one where uh, Jason Siegel is out to breakfast and the waiter comes over. He's like, what can I get you? And Jason Siegel's like, can I get pineapple juice with like rum in it? <laughs> he's like, cocktail guy. And I'm like, yes, you do that, man. Anyway. <laughs> and then. You know, one of the great things about this album is I think it was really bending, um, you know, what genre Pink was in. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to say this, and it doesn't mean it's true. You tell me I'm wrong. Mean is good, hard look Mm -hmm. at a relationship, and it could be Pink's first country song. I completely agree with you. I was listening to the album. Okay, so like I said at the beginning, I I never listened to this full album. Like I only listened to the to the singles. Right, because um, you only listened just, to the hits. We got it. Just like Christmas. I only listened to the hits. Um, I missed this album, and I was listening to it today, and I legitimately was like, "This is a country song. What song is this?" And I looked, and it was Mean, and I was yeah. like, "This is legit country." <laughs> I, I I'm glad you agree with. I I was just like, yeah. I'm just gonna throw this out there. We'll see if it lands. <laughs> <laughs> no, I and, completely agree. But it's like, a great song. CMT, what's happening? Yeah. yeah. I'll say uh this song got it's got great um great stuff top to bottom. One of the mm-hmm. things though, I'd I'll find that when I'm when I'm uh listening, if I start realizing that there is a drum track, it's mm-hmm. really hard to get it out of my head cuz I feel like there's a lot of great musicians on this and then they had their producers like, you know what, let's just make sure everybody's on beat so we'll use a drum track. And yeah. it, it takes it away. It take uh, there's no... Yep. Because Pink is laying down vocals, just screaming into that mic or singing soft, just doing everything she needs to. We got some great yeah. guitar stuff. We got some great bass stuff. And then there's this click track clicking away. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. Yep. It's like you got the Energizer bunny in the corner just going click, 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 click. It's like, man, come on, put a real drummer in the room. Why did drummers do somebody to producers? I mean, is I don't know. Did did all the drummers get together and flick all the producers off? Because producers are fucking up the drums in yeah. modern recording. I mean, I want a drum fill for the love of fucking God. I want to know that there's a breathing human being in the no, in the in the room. I don't mm-hmm. know. And look, I get it. I'm a beard dad. I am Gen X. I'm not. I'm not a boomer. I have. I have a sense of humor. Okay, motherfuckers. Not like you millennials, and not like you boomers. We're the ones. We're the ones who were first ironic. Okay. We were doing things ironically, and we were doing things to get a laugh of ourselves so we could have the inside joke, okay? We thought we were all little Bob Dylans, but now you got everything computerized, and it's killing me. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, the drum track killed, yeah, not a fan of it, but yeah. I feel like producers were like, you know, we don't need to pay a drummer. We have computers now. <laughs> And then they just went way too far with it. And we're right. all like, hey, well, I that's like, like when people are breathing. Who is it? Uh, we, we just did a couple albums ago. Um, she's She produced her first album in her bedroom. Um, oh, why can I not think of her name? 
pretty sure it was you and me. Um, prisoner bed. Oh, that does sound familiar. Billie Eilish. Um. Yep. You a young you're a young musician and you can't you can't afford to pay a drummer because the last drummer ate too much on tour and and the drummer before that was a horrible drunk and crashed your van. I get it. Mm-hmm. I get it. When you're making Pink's money, mm-hmm. you you hire a drummer, put up with their shenanigans. I know all drummers. Every drummer is a horrible drunk, loudmouth. They won't shut up. They're terribly annoying. Every drummer. But you need to hire one because they bring life to your album. So, Josh Kamani. Yeah. We should just uh, start, like, like Josh should just start advertising, like, better than a computer. <laughs> and then, <laughs> see. <laughs> He'll just be on all these pop stars' albums. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You'd have to keep well, on and, beat. And I think, too, also just generally in the music business, computers came out. And so suddenly we could have, quote, unquote, perfection. But mm-hmm. that took away all of right the heart and emotion yeah. and humanity in the music. You know what? There's a whole st- recognized, there's a ho- but there's a whole style of music that surrounds it. It's called soul. Right. You need to have soul. Yeah. Well, Pink, she is my favorite chromed ball peen hammer. And uh, I don't know if she'd ever put a hole in my face if I got too close to her. But I'm going to buy every album on CD that she puts out. I'm going to run out and find this album on vinyl because that's how much I liked it, Barry. I'd like to listen to that on vinyl. Right? Yeah, I might have to do that too. I keep looking at... I keep looking at the the uh, target racks because they keep putting out new albums, new and like like albums yeah. that weren't out on vinyl originally. So for mm-hmm. a reasonable price, because honestly, Amazon sometimes a bit spendy. You know, I mean, yeah, and it's Amazon. like I already own it digitally. Right. So do I need to pay forty five dollars to have it on vinyl? Sometimes, sometimes is the answer. Sometimes they come at night mostly. Most <laughs> My goodness. Well, Barry, I find <coughs> it ironic that this album has the ti- or has the song "I Don't Believe You," when you believe her. I do believe her. It is ironic, don't you think? <laughs> oh, please don't leave me. Um. <laughs> Barry, all these puns are all your fault. Um, and that's what I think of this album. Okay. For the Black Door Music Argument, I have been Carrie. And I've been Barry. Thanks for listening. If you like this episode, we are so sorry. But this has been the Black Door Music Argument, where opinions are always welcome. But are probably wrong. Including mine. We provide the best research Wikipedia offers. So tell all of your friends and your mistress. Or your manstress. Or your other token female friends. But not your grandma. Unless your grandma's fucking cool. Make sure to rate and review us on iTunes. Look for us on Instagram. We're not on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We don't tweet. Like us on Facebook. Okay, Boomer. Talk about us on MySpace. Or Friendster. Stop trying to out MySpace me. And always remember to clear your browser history. But most of all. Especially important. Super crucial. The ultimate. Baby, Baby it's, it's cold, cold outside. outside.